Welcome to The Storytellers, the radio show and podcast that features those who choose to leave their mark on the world through the art of story. I'm your host, Grace Salmon. I look forward to our time together today. Now, let's meet our storyteller. Welcome to episode 68 of The Storytellers with my friend, Meg Nocero. She is an award-winning author of the Butterflies and Bliss trilogy. She's a TED Talk speaker, the founder of the Shine Network. And I will tell you, to be with Meg Nocero is to shine yourself, find inspiration, and find your way to bliss. Meg, welcome to The Storytellers Microphone. Grace, my God, this is awesome. I'm so excited to be with you. If I need a hit of boost of energy, it was definitely coming with this. So thank you for having me. Well, it goes both ways. Meg, this has been a long anticipated interview for me. I keep at my desk side, you're wonderful. And I have to say whimsical. I've seen a lot of daily readers, a lot of readers that give hope and inspiration. But I just love this, that not only could I have hope and inspiration, I could also be kind of sassy and wear a tiara in the process. Absolutely. That is definitely what I'm going for. That's for sure. In preparing for today's episode, I couldn't help but thinking about a process, a continuum, a butterfly situation, if you will. But I thought about where you were, where you are, and where you're going. So I would like to start, if you will, with where you were back as a federal prosecutor and life was not particularly happy. No, you know, it, you know, I, I look back and I think, okay, I was really grateful for the job until I wasn't. And and I think at the point in time when you start to realize when you're not and you're like wondering, oh God, is this it? This is the trajectory of my life. This is what I'm going to be doing forever. And you feel kind of stuck and like, how am I going to get out of this and move on to something that's more aligned to where I was? And that's really the evolution of a person, right? You don't always start. Like if I looked back at who I was at 20 years old, very different than who I am now in my 50s. So the bottom line is where I was and coupled with what happened in my life while losing my mother certainly was that wake up call or that impetus to start really looking at myself, seeing what it is that I want in my life and how I want to leave a legacy for me and for those who I love to follow me, my children for sure. And also everyone who I cross paths with. So, you know, we always look for our platform. We're always talking about platform as authors. And I think that, you know, you create it as you go. And then like we were talking about before the magical connections that show up. And for me, where I was, those magical connections really did give me permission to step into a different future. So share with our listeners all that really happened because you did have a very magical transformation when somebody brought you up on stage. Yeah, no, it was, it, it, you know, it go, I go through the whole story in my, my memoir, Butterfly Awakens, but in a nutshell, I had always wanted to meet Oprah. Her energy was always so just bright and big and amazing and you know, I wanted to meet her. I wanted to feel what it was like to be in her presence. And when I went to see her at Life You Want conference here in American Airlines in Miami in 2014, I got that chance. And you'll have to you'll have to read about how it happened because that's really the fun. But in a nutshell, I was called onto stage with Oprah in front of 15,000 people, and you know, 
I'm not a calm, quiet, introverted person. And so I'll be seriously. that. And you know, yeah, seriously, I, I, I find my people, Grace, like, like you. And, and, and certainly one of the things that you just can never do is control yourself when things happen, that dreams come true and you're in it. You never know how it's going to really unfold. But I literally saw that audience and I felt and I received so much energy when she said to me, it's easier to help others dreams come true. Now it's time for you to do it for yourself. I was like, boom, I guess I gotta <laughs> really think about, you know, where am I taking this? And then a year later I published the magical guide to bliss. And you quit the federal prosecutor job almost immediately or how did that transpire? Oh, no, no, you know, you gotta, you gotta crawl before you can walk, then you can run. Right. And, and I knew it's funny. I was like, what am I going to do? You know, I, I have to pace myself because in many ways, you know, we all have responsibilities and we all have people we take care of. If you have a family or even if you have, you don't have children, you might have parents, you might have other, other things that you have. Um, and I had to figure out how to do so to segue, jump off of a career that was, you know, secure, I would say, into something that was more magical and creative. And I, I go, I get to play in, you know, this world with amazing people, wonderful creatives like yourself. So um, it took me about <laughs> from 2014 was when I was on stage with Oprah. I published my first edition of Magical Guide in 2015. And then I actually finally left um, my job in 2017. How did you get the inspiration, if you will, for the trilogy and for the reader? You know, I, I'm very much a list-oriented person. Um, and having that cathartic process of writing, and Magical Guide really was a conversation with my mother. Um, I used to sit down every day because I was so devastated by her loss. I was so desperate for that connection again that it was my time in the morning, and I, it was early in the morning because I used to have to go to work at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, I go, would get up, and I would, you know, channel what I would want to hear from her. So I would feel that connection still alive, and it ended up being her guide to me out of grief and her guide to me into a life that was more of something that I would really be proud of. You know, not that I wasn't proud of what I was doing, but I'm very creative. And, you know, being a lawyer is very logical brain, you know, left side, you know, and in many respects, I learned so much of the foundationals that would give me the organization to be able to plot my way into something creative. So that was really something I say, build on the foundations we're given and take what you like from it, you know, use it into whatever, you know, you know, rendition you show up as. Um, so that process leading out of um, my my stuck really in, in the grief and the depression and the sadness, you know, into, you know, light really, let's say. It was really magical, you know, in many respects. I started paying attention to the people who showed up on my path, which were magical. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I always believe that my bliss resides with other people. And, and it's not that it's not dependent upon but I, I get so curious and I enjoy the interaction and I enjoy learning about others. And I enjoy the conversations so much. And, and that, that, that led to how can I use the pain of my story to inspire others not to 
feel lost perhaps where I was sitting when I was in my closet, you know, crying about my mom not wanting to actually live anymore. So what a, what a tran transformation, like you said, many different transformations in our lives. And, you know, you never ever arrive. They always say until it's your day that you're like saying goodbye to everyone here on earth. And you're like ascending to wherever it is that you think you go. Um, so you keep transforming in your life. You keep changing and evolving, hopefully becoming more of who you are. And this has really become your life's mission. Even, even though Oprah said to you, it's easier to change others. Now it's time for you to change yourself. Yeah. I love that it's always a give and take, isn't it? Mm. It's yeah. as you lift up others, you yourself get lifted up. I'm so happy you said that because, and I will say it to people who are big time givers, that you have to be on the receiving end too. You have to sit on that, that side because the person that is offering you that needs that as well. So if you're like kind of be like this altruistic person who's always giving and you know kind of like the martyr like I did all this for you and I'm just like so exhausted and like burn out my light and whatever and mm -hmm. someone's like basically saying to you it's your turn to receive and fill your cup back up again that's important too. So I I do say I love that you said that generosity is at the core, gratitude is at the core of everything I try to do and that like the whole service aspect um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, maybe if I need to receive too, the awareness, you know, to like step back and say, okay, take a deep breath, Meg, you know, you're, and, and now let me tell you, we get a little nasty when we're not, we're not filled as well. So I, I'm, I'll be the first one to admit this Italian American and, you know, this little Italian American passionate, can get passionate, like soul goes the other way, especially when you're just like not taking care of yourself. So yes, I absolutely love that you said that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Do you ever read your own daily reader? Oh my God, I do. You know, you? there's a woman online now and she posts the key every day and she tags me. And I think it's so amazing because maybe I wouldn't had she not done that. And sometimes I do open it up to a certain page that, you know, I need to hear. Or sometimes maybe someone throws it at me and, and returns it to me that says, Meg, this really inspired me today. Thank you. And, you know, I followed my reader basically when I chose to step out of my comfort zone into something else. That's why I wrote the memoir. You know, it was really how I followed my own guide and where it took me. And, um, you know, I love, you know, I, I love December. So you'll definitely see me following December because it's awe inspiring magic and miracles in December for me. And I always say mm -hmm. nothing. And I love this. Nothing bad happens in December. And I and I only say that with a caveat because I'm looking for the good. That's the difference. I am always looking for ways in which I can sparkle a little bit more in December or because I mean, I was born in December, so I feel like that's kind of a part of that, you know, but also there's something really um, powerful, I think. In, in the month of holidays and even gratitude, November's yeah. gratitude for sure. I, I just really get excited about it. And I'm like, oh, you know, so I'll definitely read it every day <laughs> during the summer for sure. Well, you, well, your energy is contagious and you shine. Let's talk about the Shine Network in general. And then you just had a big event that I want to hear more about. So Shine was set up basically um, 
after the Oprah event in 2014, I wanted to keep that energy going. And if, if anyone's ever been to one of those events with, you know, um, how to how to create a better life for yourself or things like that, um, the energy of the people when you leave, you feel like you can do anything. And I was like, well, I want to continue something like that. And after something big like that happened to me, you know, on stage with her, I felt like the torch was kind of passed for me to do it in my own way. So I was looking for people to like collaborate with. Eventually um, I had uh, this wonderful group of people who we all wanted to basically, you know, offer that in my own community. And we did in 2015, it was our first shine event and it was the shine networking Inc event. And it stands for spirit, hope, insight, and networking event. And we had speakers like Pam Grout came and she writes, um, uh, she writes books called E Squared, a lot of manifesting, law of attraction. And then we had Amy Butler come to speak too. And she's an incredible, um, she's an incredible designer and she's done so many amazing things. I like to call her the ambassador of beauty because what she puts out in the world is beautiful. And we had everyone responded that they all wanted this. They wanted this. They wanted to be in community with this. And remind you, I, I know a lot of lawyers. So, you know, to have them step out of that world into something, a possibility in some other realm was kind of exciting. And of course, the first theme was claim your tiara. So, you know, there you got a little whimsical, you know, fun tiara. But I do believe that when you claim your power, it's claiming your tiara. You stand differently. You hold yourself differently. And then what we decided to do after the first event was so successful was give out scholarships. So we made it into a service oriented um, as far as the scholarships are concerned, where we were finding young, innovative creatives in the community in high school who were making a difference in our world. And we wanted to recognize them. And so they knew that we see them and that we want to support them and they become our shine ambassadors. And it's been so rewarding for team shine and for everyone who's basically involved in this, that knowing that our donations to shine go toward these wonderful kids doing their thing as well, which we need. We, we need these kind of people, <laughs> you know, I love that part as an entrepreneur myself, as someone who spent years in education, helping to find, help young people find their way. Mm -hmm. The fact that you also now turned it into the service of scholarship to bring up, it's again, it's what we talked about. It's being in a place of privilege where we get to lift up others and find ourselves uplifted in the process. You know, you talked just a moment ago, though, Meg, about the holidays and how you choose to find joy. We're going to, you know, be airing right in the middle of the holidays. So let's talk a little bit about those people who don't experience mm -hmm. the holidays the way you choose you choose to. Yeah, no. no, holidays are a mixed bag for a lot of different people. So I know, especially if you've lost someone significant to you, it's really hard to face the holidays without them there with you. So I am, um, with all the respect in the world, understand that for a lot of people, it might not be that. Maybe they're going through hard times financially. Maybe they're going hard times in their relationships. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I get it. And I'm not you know, submitting anything of, of, you know, oh, get over yourself at all. No, no, no. I would never say that because I understand. And I'll tell you, my first holiday without my mother was really hard, was really, really hard. But one of the things I do love, they always say when you're walking through hell, get keep walking, right? But at the same time, when you're on the other end, don't forget about the people who are still walking. So what I get to do, which I really do believe it's a get to now because I'm very grateful that 
I don't feel like I am in that place anymore. I mean, I may have moments where, you know, I'll have a huge temper tantrum and I'll just start pounding my feet and I run around like a crazy person or whatever, but I'm not in that point where I feel that there's no hope. So what I see as far as find the good is opportunities for me to be a part of the solution rather the problem. I, there's a group called Sisters in Spirit. They do this wonderful love fest in December in Overtown. And I've been a part of that for a long time. And I support their efforts and get out there when people maybe not be able to afford presents for their children. They, they basically raise money so they can give gifts to these kids in the community. And it's just really that. It's a love fest back and forth. So back to the point when you asked me, well, you know, what is it that I can you know, offer as far as um, pe people who don't experience joy. I mean, sometimes being with your family, <laughs> you're kind of like, this is not joy. This is, I mean, I, let me tell you, there's been some, there's been some interesting holidays that I've, I've spent with my family. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, if you can do one thing that will somehow get you excited about your life, that kind of get to thing, you know, maybe, for me, I don't know what it is, but I mean, sparkle and shine, the lights, ah, oh, the Christmas lights. I could sit by a Christmas tree and just stare at the lights. And I just feel like there's possibility in the air. Like, you know, there's light and it just feels a little brighter. And like, if you're like feeling some darkness, you know, I, I prefer to turn the light on than, than you know. Well, I, yeah, I think, Meg, what you're saying, you've used the word gratitude over and over again. It's beautifully reflected in your memoir, in your readers, and in your TED Talk. It really is a matter of staying in that moment and saying, you know, the chaos, use the example that you used of my family being, you know, not the perfect place for the holidays. You can say, you know, the turkey dressing was delicious, or at least they had pumpkin pie, or the Christmas lights were pretty. Right. If yeah. we can find those moments or those pieces of gratitude rather than focus on the negative. And that is certainly not always easy for me to do and not easy for many people. But for me, I've definitely found that's the path out frequently of, you know, nobody yeah. in my company. We used to when things would go wrong with my company, we would say, did anybody die? Did any relationships get broken? Oh, that's and, good. And, and, th and that was our mantra. You know, yeah, we we may have lost a contract. We may have, you know, something. But as long as nobody died, nobody, no relationships had really been broken, then we were okay. There's also, I love that you said that. That's amazing because it puts everything really into perspective. There's a wonderful mantra that I, I adopted after I, I read Pam Grout's book. It's something wonderful is about to happen. So even if like, I mean, I have to tell you as authors though, I mean, when you get some of these activities or these, these experiences happening, it's great content for a book. I mean, I know that it might be horrible going through it and you might like to be suffering for the moment, but you're like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And people actually saw what's happening right now. I mean, it's not funny right now, but it could be, <laughs> it really could be comical. It absolutely could be. And I, we're almost at our close and our, we're airing on December 12th, wow. and I love that you have something from uh, Beatrix Potter, and it says, you are blessed, behave yourself, and never mind the rest. Oh, I love it. Oh, so it, it, it's from your magical reader. I know. I love, I love Beatrix Potter. Oh, my God. All of my favorite authors I took the quotes from, and I, I will say one of the most exciting things is that, you know, you keep 
going out there doing what you feel aligned to do all for that wonderful, you know, feeling inside yourself that you're here on with great purpose, you know, and you, and that be blessed, be blessed and never mind the rest. <laughs> and, and the next great thing is about to happen. I love ending my episodes with something quirky or something unusual, not the tiaras. Tell us something maybe a little bit, nobody else would find out. About me. Oh, yeah. or about, every, oh my God. About you. A little about quirky. Me. Quirky. I'm totally quirky. I am. I, I literally will, you know, sit there sometimes with like everything happening around me serious and, and I, I'll figure out something to laugh about. Like, like, and then, and then of course I have my, my posse, right? You, they always say the power posse. I'll go back to my power posse and I'll turn to them and I'll just tell them, you'll never believe what happened. And they're like, Oh my God, what just the heck, what happened? So, you know, I, I'm, I take it all in. I take it all in and I try to put the spin on it that, you know, you know, everything, everything's happening for a reason. Everything works out for me. I get to be with magical people. So this is the blessing. Well, a lot to be inspired about. Meg, thank you for being with us here on The Storytellers. Thank you, Grace. This is wonderful. Happy, happy holidays, everybody. Thank you. This has been a copyrighted episode of The Storytellers by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. That concludes this episode of The Storytellers. I'm so glad you could be part of the story today. I hope you share the stories, tell your own, and come back for another episode because... When our stories are told, everything changes. I'm Grace Salmon.